Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, now you can throw. Yeah, 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 Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. A little throwback music, a little Bernie Bernie to bring us in to the doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dogs by Nature. Second training camp episode, folks. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Fleurjancic. Make sure you get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Matt Fleurjancic Instagram as well. Uh, Matt, hey, man. Uh, interesting week uh, since we last spoke, which was on Monday. Uh, a lot going on. First of all, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there, man. How about you? I'm doing good. There, There is, boy. Uh, let's start with this, the stuff that happened on, uh, what was it, Saturday, I guess, right? Or the uh, the false tests that came back initially that a whole 12 players had had given a, a, a positive COVID test, but then there was a faulty lab across the NFL, and then everybody was fine. And, man, it was just a little, a little glimpse of, of the chaos that could be if players and teams aren't careful with this virus thing when the regular season starts in less than three weeks. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. This was a good reminder that uh, we're, we're far from out of the woods here. And all it takes is one positive test to lead to an outbreak. And then, you know, a shutdown for the league for a while. And, I think you know they took the cautious approach. They waited. They found out some through some investigative channels with the NFL that the lab had delivered multiple false positives to multiple teams across the league, and then they got back to work. But I like the fact that they responded so quickly and sent everybody home because there's no reason to take a risk now. You're 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 in pretty close to the season. You're three weeks away. You do not want any kind of infection outbreak to determine how you're going to be able to prepare for your season uh, and have to do it remotely for two plus weeks as you recover from this thing. Do the right thing, you know, try to get out in front of it. And that's exactly what they did. And hopefully they're going to be okay now. And they did a deep cleaning of the facility anyway, just to be safe and all that. So yeah, just just a little a little reminder. But everything seemed to be okay uh, coming out as well. State of Ohio banning um, all tailgates for games this year, which makes a lot of sense, right, Matt? Obviously, you know you don't want large yeah. people gathered close together. That's kind of the thing. Disappointing, but not surprising. And and now I guess the next step is: Will there be any fans allowed? at the home games to start. Like Miami said, they're going to have 13,000 people for the opener against Buffalo. And they had like, uh, it's shown there's going to be all these uh, tarped off chairs and all that and spread out. So um, I don't know. I don't think anything officials come out for the Browns on that. Right. 
nothing official. I know that the governor has signed into uh, effect a policy limit severely limiting attendance at games. I know high school uh, games, which start on Friday night, they can only do 15% of their total capacity, um, which isn't much at a lot of the high schools that are around me. I mean, you get a few of them in there that'll be able to still get a decent crowd, but that also, that uh, law or whatever you want to call it also uh, dictated what professional sports teams could do too. So ah. they might be able to get some fans in, but it's not going to be as many as they thought. They thought they could get with uh, upwards of 15,000 in for the game, but it looks like 1,500 might be more of a realistic uh, start to the season. I, I just wonder like then how will they decide who gets the tickets? Is it like, a random season ticket holder draw like like that just seems like a I would on guess itself. that they would give the season ticket holders first crack. A, a shot at the tickets like first crack uh at it and maybe do a lottery system like the the guy who had been around the longest he gets mm. his choice whether he wants to do it or not and then it goes down from there that's right. how I would play it okay 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 to see that yeah all right, so yeah, so attendance limited. It's funny you see the high school crowds. When I played high school football, you're lucky if the parents were there. So uh, would, would not that's be about I- all you're going to be able to get in right now. <laughs> would not be an issue for Ontario and Canadian high school sports. I'll tell you that it would look just as normal <laughs> with, no, with no fans to be like, "Hey, nothing's changed." All right, but yeah, big difference, big difference in Ohio. Well, well, what was it a couple years ago now? When um, I was with you in the in the broadcast booth that won the high school games, it was it was a great crowd and it was pouring rain. Yeah, and the thing about that, that is that was one of the those were two of the smaller schools that we covered, and we covered some some bigger ones at like the state championship where they got like ten or fifteen thousand fans in there. Ohio oh. loves their high school football. Ohio oh. loves football in general, obviously, but. High school football down here, it means a lot to a lot of people. And okay. it's going to be quite different uh, this year than it was in previous years. That's for sure. Yeah. No, it's it's disappointing, obviously, the no tailgate and all that news coming down. But, again, to if we want football, folks, it's going to have to be extra cautious. Um, moving to some other Browns right. news over the past week. When we were last on the air, we were wondering what the problem was with Nick Chubb. It was a concussion. He is now back from that, from the Mac Wilson hit. And the very next day, Mac Wilson gets demoted and knee hyperextended. Um, no firm timetable, Matt. Looks like he could be out maybe eight weeks. Uh, they're waiting for the swan to go down. Could be longer if there's surgery involved. Um, they signed uh, off of waivers. Uh, Malcolm Smith, who was a Super Bowl MVP with the Seahawks when they beat the Broncos back in 2013, crazy enough. But he's bounced around. So those, those are a few of the, the notes. Miles Garrett back at practice, too, which is always good. Yeah, it's always good to get those guys back. Um, Mac Wilson's injury is a little concerning because they weren't particularly deep at linebacker as it was. Um, remember, they don't have Joe Schobert or Christian Kirksey anymore. So they've got to figure something out there, bringing in Malcolm Smith. Good starting point. We'll see what they're able to do and how long Mac is, and, uh, is, in fact, out of the lineup. Uh, anytime you get Miles Garrett back and Nick Chubb back off the injury, those are two very good signs. Um, 
I would put a halo rule around each one of those young men and be like, okay, nobody is allowed to hit these guys in tackle drills, all right? Well, uh, you're not allowed to cut block miles and you're not allowed to tackle Nick Chubb. <laughs> well, Matt, this this just coming down now from uh, Tony Grossi. Oh, boy. Uh, it always seems like something happens when, when we're on the air together. Uh, Grant Delpit, the Browns rookie safety, carted off the field and was seen pounding the ground when the trainer uh, ran over to him. That well, is not if it's if good. it's a lower if it's a lower leg injury, you're probably looking at a oh. knee or an Achilles, and either one of those is not good. Oh boy, oh that is terrible. Okay, so we'll wow, just like uh, Nick Chubb, uh, go on the go on. The, we have to stop doing episodes, Matt, till till the season starts every time we're on. Maybe oh. we should figure out a way to do it on an off day. Uh, no, somebody'd still probably. Get yeah, trouble. somebody still get in trouble. So Grant Delpit, that would be a huge loss. He was being relied on heavily there. Um, Kevin Johnson, of course, recovering from a lacerated liver when Harrison Bryant fell on top of him at practice. It's it's a case, and this isn't unique to the Browns people either, right? Like they're, they're, this is stuff like this happening all over the league, and and sort of I guess expected. Depending, you, you can never anticipate a fluke fall on with a, a liver, but. Other things going down. It's uh, that's tough. Oh, that's disappointing with Grant Delpit. Um, I guess yeah, maybe the yeah, it is. The it's waiver wire it's again. concerning. Yeah, like I guess you maybe hit the yeah, waiver wire. Yeah, they're gonna have to now. Well, hey, Earl Thomas is available. <laughs> Ravens got rid of him. I was just thinking that too. I was like, wait a minute, the Ravens just cut him. Let's make Bring a call. Bring in Earl. Although he just seems like a disaster in the locker room. Like for the Ravens to get rid of you. With their culture, like they just booted him bad. out, right? Yeah, that was pretty bad. Like, it must have been one hell of a fight, man. It, it apparently was like a culmination of a whole bunch of things, and and whatever. But whew, and he just got a big extension last off season. Um, so yeah, hey, you know what? If you got your head on straight and you're not going to be a pain in the butt, um, Earl Thomas, come on in. Tell us what the Ravens are up to. Yeah. But who knows? So we'll yeah. keep you up to date. Um, make sure you're following Matt on Twitter at Matt Florjancic, myself at AndyMCD1. We'll try to keep you up to date with uh, whatever is happening with Grant Delpit. But the rookie safety being carted off of Brown's practice as we record this at 3 in the afternoon on Monday. So uh, that is a downer. Um, Matt, when we, we look at the, the defense and the offense in practice, it seems like the offense is really – struggling uh the running game okay but the, the the passing game i don't know if that's a benefit that the defense is looking really good or the offense is just you know going through the learning curve of learning yet another new offense under kevin stefanski most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like google meta and apple but some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.
I think that's a big part of it, honestly. They're they're learning a new system, and bear in mind, they didn't have an off-season program. I mean, you you can have meetings all you want, but uh, it only does does you so well. You have to have muscle memory. You have to have the repetitions in those off-season workouts to build up to this this level here and ramp up for a regular season. I think that's why we're going to see probably an increased number of injuries this year because of that, uh, because they didn't have enough time to condition their bodies to get ready. It was kind of short notice. Hey, you got to report to camp on like a Monday and get ready to go. Um, Oh, and sorry, it was Saturday when we found that out. Like, you know, it's just been rushed this whole thing. So I'm not really surprised by the injuries or the inconsistencies. I think that's just going to come with time. And unfortunately, the Browns, uh, they didn't get those extra two weeks that they were supposed to uh, of on-field work. So it it hurts them a little bit. And I think they're going to be a little bit behind the eight ball. Now, this might be something that actually could benefit the Browns here, Matt. This just breaking as well out of Baltimore. Uh, The Browns season opener in Baltimore versus the Ravens. The uh, Ravens organization. No fans. Yeah, officially tweeting out no fans for the first part of the season. So where that is a... Boy, you, you, you've been there, Matt. That is a uh, a, a really hot crowd and, and a, a tough environment. Um, now you won't have that, so I would have to think that's a, that's a bonus for Cleveland. Yeah, I would think so. Um, not to be too complimentary of Baltimore because, well, they're Baltimore. Um, that is a hot crowd. They do a fantastic job of creating a home field advantage. They are really great and passionate about supporting their team uh and they make you feel unwelcome as an opponent when the buses roll into the stadium and you've got like six-year-olds popping you the bird and giving you the one finger salute or sometimes the double bird um yeah you you know that you're in enemy territory and not having that element to deal with i think puts the browns on a little bit more of an even plane than the ravens the ravens are still very very talented um but still i think it evens it levels it a little bit for the browns it doesn't make it as uh intimidating i think if if the fans were there in full force for that game uh, I think it would have been very difficult for Kevin Stefanski, almost like when Mike Pettin made his debut in his first game was in Pittsburgh. Oh. Uh, and then they got down 24 to three right off the rip. And then in the second half, they looked like a completely different team. Uh, hopefully Kevin Stefanski can get this team the flat line and not ride that wave of starting slow, going fast, starting slow, going fast, just even keel the whole way yeah. through and not having fans, I think definitely helps. Well, that'll, yeah, that'll, that'll help that. Also, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, a, a groin issue, sitting out, being cautious, say it's not too concerning. But, hey, you know what, Matt? That's that's the type of thing I've been talking about all offseason. Everyone want to crown Lamar Jackson again. And it's a soft tissue. can happen to anybody, right, at this point. But it's it's the type yeah, of player that they, they, And they that are nagging, have. too. They the are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the thing is, okay, if you're, a, if you're Matt Ryan, or Matt Stafford, you're dropping back. Groin, obviously, an issue you're pushing off, but less of a issue than a guy who runs for a living at quarterback. So that is something right. to track. And the backup's RG3. How fun would that be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing with the thing with soft tissue injuries is they're so bizarre. Like, right. they, they hurt like the devil when they happen, 
and then you, you go through the process and you're feeling good in rehab and you step wrong in your first workout and all of a sudden you're back to square one because mm. you just re-aggravated it. I mean, it literally is that fine a line uh, with the soft tissue injuries. And hopefully, you know, I, I be honest with you, I know you, we could joke about, oh, we'd get RG3 and whatnot in the first game instead of Lamar. And to me, it would mean more to beat the Ravens with Lamar Jackson like they did last year um, in their first game in Baltimore uh, than it would be to just win against the second-team guy. Well, and, and Matt, listen, let's take nothing for granted. Last year we lost to freaking Duck Hodges and Brandon Allen, okay? Not, not, nothing is, is, is for sure. Nothing is for sure. Like, those are two right. should-be-guaranteed wins, and we lost to those two duds of quarterbacks. So, well, when you have the leadership or lack thereof from oh. the coaching end of things, results like that should not be surprising. Good Lord. Uh, Terrence Mitchell, the Browns, also not on the practice field today. New to the list, but um, that should be updated later on in the afternoon or evening as to why. So, man, Matt, the, the Browns secondary, jeez. Maybe Earl Thomas isn't that crazy of an idea. Like you, you got to get some bodies in here, man. Like this, especially when you're when you're so thin at linebacker, and you're expected to do like the Joe Woods defense is shaping up to be a four-two-five with five in the secondary. You got to be deep at corner and safety, and you're down Grant Delpit to some degree, Terrence Mitchell to some degree, Kevin Johnson with a lacerated liver. Like those are three guys you are going to be relying on pretty heavily. Yeah, it's not good. That's for sure. It doesn't give you the the warm and fuzzies about the state of the secondary right now. Oh, Hopefully, they figure it out. Um, I, I just, you know, they're gonna be. I hope they don't get to this point, but it, it's starting to seem like if they can't stay healthy, they're gonna be relying pretty much on the all or nothing with the front four guys to get home oh. and to wreak havoc and force early throws and out of the pile throws and whatnot uh, as the secondary and the linebackers start to take shape. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they've got good good dudes up front. Don't get me wrong. Miles um, Garrett is a once-in-a-generation player. Larry Ogunjobi, I think, could be a Pro Bowl type guy. Um, Sheldon Richardson has been a Pro Bowler before. So they have dudes up front. Sure. Vernon they don't, they're, they're starting to, to thin real quickly behind. Oh yeah, and Matt, let's let's finish off talking a little bit about the offense again. The running game looking good. Um, there've been some flashes certainly with Baker getting the ball out and and some nice rollouts. Like when you see the film on clevelandbrowns.com or on their social media, you see the bootleg that is a staple of that Stefanski offense, where which works so well for Kirk Cousins. And it, it's something where to see Baker doing those type of things well, and then maybe you know the receiver not at the right spot or wherever. Um, that's encouraging because Baker is a really good seller on the play action. And if you can incorporate that naked bootleg into that offense and make it second nature to him, that's when this offense can turn into something special. Yeah. You want to play to your guy's strengths and one of Baker's strengths is using his mobility to extend plays or to take unconventional plays that you wouldn't normally think would work and find a way to make them work. That's what his game is predicated on. Well, he was used to at Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Let's get him back to that. Let's get him comfortable yeah. like he was in the second half of the 18 season. And let's see 
how how special this kid can be. I, admittedly, I didn't think it was a great pick when it happened. He won me over real quick in 18, and I almost became an apologist for him last year. Um, I'm going to ride with him, man. This this kid gave us hope. Let's go. And we hadn't had hope since 2014. So Ugh. I'm behind him, and let's figure out a way to maximize his abilities so this offense can get rolling. No kidding. Uh, just an update on Grant Delphit from Mike Garofolo of NFL Network saying uh, NFL Network cameras showed uh, Grant Delpit grabbing his calf and Achilles area before being taken off. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, come on, man. I don't want that. That is not good. And that that was a kid who dealt with the ankle issue already last year, played yeah. through it, showed that he was pretty tough. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, that's 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 not good. Um, it, is, it is what it is at this point. You hope for the best for the young man. Hopefully it's not as severe as uh, it could be, as but you never know with these things, yeah. man. Oh, boy. Okay, so we got to track that. Let's keep a positive thought, Browns fans. Man, that would really suck. Uh, that's Hey, we're, we're less than three weeks away, folks, so it's coming up hot. Uh, make sure you're following Matt on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. He's got the great blog up there uh, with all the latest Brown stuff and uh, Cleveland Indians baseball and MMA and all that. So, And myself, too, on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Matt Fleurjancic. All right, Matt, we'll uh, we'll do it again on Monday, and let's keep a good thought for all these injuries and that the Browns can get back at it and, and start taking form. Sounds good, Andy. Take care. All right. I will talk to you all soon on the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation, Dogs by Nature. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.